0: Opinions expressed in the following program may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Life in Colorado.
1: Hello, I'm Maria Oliver. I'm your host, and today we're going to talk about the housing market. Good news for some of us, eh, not so good news for some of the rest of us, but we're definitely going to have a lot of information because we are speaking with Cheryl Young. She's a senior economist over at Trulia, and uh, prior to working over there, she was actually with the World Bank's uh, Urban Development Unit, in addition to being a graduate of Berkeley. uh, She's also uh, done a little bit of work, I, I believe, with Harvard's Kennedy School of Government as well. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. I have a master's from there. Wow.
1: And we are just terribly honored to have you. Thank you so much, Ms. Young. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Looking at housing, because of course, that's just such a major issue now with supply, demand, interest rates, availability. Are we overdeveloping? Are we too developed? It's just kind of a big buzz here in Colorado. But what are some of the housing trends that that are coming down this year?
2: Well, you know, we did see a turning point in the housing market this past year, 2018. Price growth, which has been really, really sort of high lately, has started to moderate a little. It hasn't gone down quite yet, but it is decelerating across the United States. We saw some other indicators in the housing market. Um, we look at new and existing home sales. Those are actually declining. Um, and competition is not quite as fierce as it has been, so we're seeing – say something like, you know, days on market kind of flattening out. So homes aren't really flying off the shelf like they have been. And what that sets us up for in 2019 is maybe a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of pumping of the brakes of the housing market. So things are slowing down a little bit, but, you know, it is still, prices are still very high. They're not dropping, like I said, Um, but it is a little bit of a turning point for those that have been really frustrated by the housing market Um, over the past few years.
1: So are we looking at a a seller's market or a buyer's market this year?
2: You know, I think it's too soon to tell. I think we were squarely in a buyer's market for the past couple of years. Buyers were really in the driver's – I'm sorry, sellers. We were in a seller's market the past several years. They were really in the driver's seat because of that home price growth. Um, You know, there was a lot more demand than there was supply, so if you put your home on the market, you could get multiple offers. You might even get over asking. But now with prices starting to slow down a little bit and homes staying on the market a little longer, it is getting a little bit more friendly for buyers. But I, you know, I think it's too soon to say it's actually a buyer's market, just because we see home prices still going up. It is still relatively unaffordable for a lot of home buyers, especially those first-time home buyers. Um, so you know, I think it, it is. Sellers are starting to lose their grip a little bit, um, and buyers are starting to see sort of a little bit of light, um, but it is still tough for buyers out there, and um, sellers still, you know, they're still looking pretty good if they want to sell, especially if they bought their home five or six years ago or something like that.
1: Now, uh, you mentioned new buyers. Uh, What about the millennials? Are, Are they buying a lot, or are they able to get in?
2: Yeah, it's actually really interesting with millennials, With even with all those challenges we see in the housing market with affordability, low inventory, and price increases, millennials are starting to sort of crack into the housing market. They're starting to get their foot in the door. We did see millennials kind of pull back. A lot of people were saying, hey, you know, millennials or that kind of age cohort, Under 35, usually we see them entering the housing market a little bit earlier in their late 20s as they start to form families. But it was starting to—it was taking a little bit longer um, in the past couple of years. But what we started to see, especially this year, is that millennials are really driving the home ownership rate. So home ownership rate is recovering since the Great Recession, and it's really that. 18- 18- to 34-year-old um, age group that's really starting to drive that home ownership rate back up. They are the largest generation right now um, in, the, in the home buying market and um, truly actually did a survey recently, and we noticed that more younger Americans say that they actually intend to buy a home soon. So 18- to 34-year-olds, 21% said they're planning to buy a home within the next 12 months, and that's actually up from 14% when we asked that same question a year ago.
1: Okay, now for a little bit of the, I don't know, good or or is it bad news? I'm not quite sure. The Colorado Springs market is listed as one of the hottest markets for the coming year. Why is that?
2: Colorado Springs is doing really well economically. So obviously very strong job growth, and that's really pulling people into the area. It has a really large young population. Like I said, those millennials are really driving that home ownership rate. So a lot of potential for home buying and activity in Colorado Springs. We see, we know you're also really close to Denver, um, and Denver's been a very hot market. Perhaps people are even commuting to Denver, um, but it's it's drawing a lot of people. And we also saw, truly, what we do is look at search activity. So we see how many people are searching for homes in that Colorado Springs area versus how many people in Colorado Springs are searching outside of the area, and we're seeing a really high ratio of people actually from outside looking in. So there's a lot of interest in that Colorado Springs area. Um, But, you know, that is good news in the sense that it's a really hot housing market. But at the same time, that means there's a lot of demand out there. And we see that prices are definitely increasing in Colorado Springs.
1: Okay. So good news that we're on the list, bad, because if you're not quite in there, it might be a little more challenging?
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Okay. You mentioned uh, housing values and housing prices. Now, uh, of course, you know, there's Colorado Springs, but on the national scale, are, are the values of homes rising? Because I remember, I think it was 2010, 2008, we just had a lot of people underwater in their homes, and, and maybe we possibly still do, but I was just wondering if that's starting to level out, or are people starting to, to get their value back, or, or no?
2: yes. So home values are still rising. Like I said, you know, they're actually the rate at which they're rising is kind of um, slowing down. But at the same time, it's still going up. Um, You know, a majority of homes in the United States have um, surpassed or reached their sort of, you know, um, pre-recession peak. So they're actually come back up from the recession You mentioned a lot of homes underwater. There has been a lot of recovery. I mean, there are still pockets, of course, where um, homes haven't recovered, but by and large, you know, the the story is one of recovery. Um, Home values are very, very high, um, and we see in Colorado Springs in particular, if we want to go down into a a local market, it's, um, you know, home prices are rising more than ever. They're uh, double digits essentially in, say, say a starter home market or maybe even a trade-up market, which is sort of that middle section of the housing market. So, um, you know, home values are rising nationally and they're rising a lot more in certain areas like Colorado Springs.
1: Okay. Now, just full disclosure, I'm not a homeowner. It's something I would love to do one day, but so far, you know, it hasn't quite happened. But there was a term that I found that I never seen before, which isn't really anything new, but what is a stratified market?
2: We tend to think of the housing market um, as a stratified market. So we think of it in terms of sub-markets, right? So when we look at the housing market in general, we think of it in terms of three sub-markets. So the first is sort of that starter or first-time home buyer market. You can think of that as sort of the bottom third in terms of prices of homes, so some of the less expensive homes. Um, we think of the middle third of the market is sort of the trade-up market, and that's you know, people that may have a starter home, but, you know, family's growing or they're looking for something bigger and they're looking to trade up into that middle market. And then the top third is sort of premium. So those are, you know, the most expensive homes on the market. Um, and so when we think of a, a market, those sub markets, we think about, okay, what, is, what challenges is each sub market facing? So when the market is stratified, it means that there are very different realities for different parts of the housing market. So in that starter home market right now, we, we see it's actually really tough for people, right? it's um, People are going to be spending a lot of their income on housing if they even want to get into it. Right now, nationally, we're seeing people would have to spend about 41% of their income on a mortgage if they were to buy a home right now, that's even after, say, a 20% down payment on sort of your median priced home, right? So and that's much more than what experts say you should pay, which is about thirty percent of your income, thirty one percent of your income. And so it's very challenging for people. But in the premium home market, you know, there's a lot more inventory out there. There it's it's more affordable because we look at the also the top third of income earners because we think that's who would be buying those premium homes and so the market is when we talk, kind of talk about the housing market we say yes it's challenging but you know when we look at these submarkets we see it's very stratified we see it's very very tough for first time home buyers starter home buyers and we see it is easier for people that you know can afford more or who may already be Um, owning a home and looking for something um, sort of pricier or in that higher end market. So that's what we say when we say it's a stratified market right now.
1: Now, here's where the part where I start picking your brain for some expertise that I can use
2: (laughs) for myself. Okay.
1: Um, Do you have any recommendations for potential buyers?
2: Yes. So, you know, I think it depends on where you are, of course, in that stratified market. So if you're a first-time home buyer, you know, my recommendation, I'm in Denver. Okay, you're in Denver. You're in Denver, and it's a really hot, expensive market right now. Um, and if, especially if you're a first-time home buyer, you know, I, I think the general recommendation, too, is, you know, really get your ducks in a row. If you can, obviously start saving as early as you can because that down payment is going to be a big thing. Um, and if you can pre-qualify for your mortgage, do so um, as soon as you can. And I think what we recommend now, especially in this market, especially in the kind of a Denver, a really hot market, um, is, you know, you're going to have to do your discovery, you know, look around through Trulia, something like that. But you're really going to have to enlist an agent, you know, when you're ready. Um, And when you are ready, you know, think about what your trade-offs are, right? Because you really have to be realistic in this market. You may not be able to get exactly what your dream home is, but you should think about what am I willing to trade off on? What am I, What am What is my sort of, you know, what I really want and what is my must-have and what is the thing that I'm willing to trade off on? Work with your agent on that. They can definitely help you navigate the housing market in that way and find things that are, you know, within your budget but and has – you know, sort of your must-have. So it's really about being realistic, making sure you understand what you're looking for, setting expectations, and just being as prepared as possible.
1: Okay, now let's do the flip side. Recommendations for
2: sellers. Yeah, so I think, you know, the same goes with sellers, is just sort of being prepared um, on your expectations. And a lot of sellers, you know, a lot of sellers will be selling their home and looking to buy. So they're going to have to also be prepared to, to see what's out there and trying to understand exactly what they're going to get for their home, how long they want to take to sell it. Maybe they want they found a home they want to buy and they need to sell it quickly. So a lot of that has to do with, again, working with somebody who knows the local market, like an agent, who can help you sort of price your home if you want to sell it quicker or if you have some time. They can give you some strategies around that. But really with sellers now, I think, you know, The past couple of years, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, sellers—they can just go on the market; they can sell just like that. They can get, you know, more than they thought they could get." But you know, I think you really need to work with somebody who understands the local market to think about strategies around pricing and timing.
1: I did a a little bit of research, and and I found out that mortgage rates, uh, of course, have been at an all-time low. I think a less than five percent since the end of the recession, but. Unfortunately, that's more than likely coming to an end this year. Do higher mortgage rates affect home sales, or is it just another fee to be tacked on, or, or or how does that work out?
2: Yeah, mortgage rates. Like you're absolutely correct. They have been very, very low. And last year, we saw them creep really close to that five percent. Five percent is still pretty low, right? Um, if you think about it historically, but you know, a lot of people see that five percent as that as that time where it starts to get kind of expensive in terms of um, that interest rate. Mm -hmm. So what mortgage rates actually do is that they affect demand. So if they go up, you know, you're going to basically be paying more every single month towards housing costs, right, especially if you are getting a fixed-rate mortgage now. um, You know, if you already have a fixed-rate mortgage, it's not going to affect you. If you have an adjustable-rate mortgage, it will go up. So it basically just eats into your housing costs month to month. That obviously impacts affordability and how much you can actually spend on a home long term. And so what that may do is actually impact, you know, home buying. So if especially people that are looking to buy a home right now, looking to get a fixed rate mortgage and those um, mortgage rates keep creeping up. A lot of people right now could be rushing to try to beat that. 5% 5% or they may actually be a little bit spooked, right, as as mortgage rates go up higher and higher. But the likelihood that it's actually going to go much lower is pretty low, right, since they have been low. So like you said, we're looking for probably mortgage rates around 5% going above 5% this year.
1: Are home prices on pace to continue outpacing inflation?
2: Yeah. So like I said, home prices are, they're starting to accelerate at a decreasing rate, but they have been outpacing inflation. Um, you know, I think inflation's around the low twos. Um, home prices right now are about 5.5% um, year, year over year. And so, you know, what we're seeing is that those home prices are outpacing inflation, and I, it looks like they're going to do so for a while, might get closer towards inflation. But I think the really alarming thing is that home prices have actually been outpacing wage growth. So when that happens, you know, that means that a lot less people can actually afford a home. And and as home prices continue to outpace wage growth, it becomes less and less affordable. So, you know, I think inflation is a is an interesting indicator, um, but I think the wage growth number is actually the one that's a little bit more startling. Wage growth right now is, is actually ticking up. It's about low threes, but you know, with home prices at over five percent, you know, that really means that you know, your wages aren't keeping up with home prices and so it's gonna to be tougher for those people, especially those first-time home buyers.
1: Okay. And we are speaking with Cheryl Young. She is a senior economist at Trulia. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Hey Kevin, thinking about retirement?
2: I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to save.
1: With Avo, a retirement coach, it's never too late.
2: Where can I learn more?
1: Visit retirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. And thank you so much for coming back with us. We're speaking with Cheryl Young. She's a senior economist, and we're talking about hot housing trends of 2019. Colorado Springs, woohoo, number one on the list. But let's talk a little bit about what happened to the previous uh, highly anticipated number one, Silicon Valley. And, and keep in mind, I just came from there, so I know what the housing prices are looking like over there. So, mm-hmm. so what is it? It's just that the prices got so high that people are just walking away, just kind of dropping the mic and, and being done with it because it's still California, it's still Silicon Valley, but the prices are uh, insane. I don't have another word for it. Insane is the word.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think when we when we look at the hot housing markets, we tend to look at sort of a broader view. So clearly house price growth is an aspect of it. Um, but we're also looking at, you know, how attainable is it? So, you know, is it relatively affordable? Are there young people there? Is job growth also really strong? But when it becomes super unaffordable, you know, that's not a market that, you know, we tend to highlight as a place that could be you know the next big thing right so um silicon valley the bay area very expensive and really you know in, in some sense sort of not sustainable that home price growth has really outpaced wage growth so um it has become very tough a lot of people are moving out um of the bay area and we do see a lot of you know tech um tech hubs like Denver, that we, we consider a tech hub now, a lot of people moving from the Bay Area to Denver hmm. or the Bay Area to other places um, that might be, you know, have those same kinds of jobs. But, you know, Denver compared to the Bay Area seems relatively affordable. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there are times when the housing market is just ha- has it really tough and we in the Bay Area, it's been very tough for us to build enough homes to, you know, um, feed that demand. And in Colorado Springs, we did see another thing that was sort of heartening news was that, you know, home construction was, I think, a 13-year high for Colorado Springs. So there's been a lot of inventory added into the Colorado Springs market mm. to help um, sort of meet that demand. Home prices are still growing a lot, so it's, it's telling me that, We still don't have quite the supply um, to meet all the demand, um, or maybe all the homes are not quite on the market yet. They're still under construction. But at least, you know, we we do see some effort to actually help alleviate some of those inventory issues that have kept prices really, really high.
1: Is the housing market kind of like the stock market, kind of a living, breathing, emotional thing? Or is, like, for example, Silicon Valley, everyone wanted to go there. Oh, it's the best. Oh, it's the – I mean, I fell for it, too. I can't even lie. Then when I was ready to leave, I was beyond ready to leave. The the cost of living was too much. There was no way I could Mm -hmm. even purchase a condo. It just was not feasible. What is is that threshold when you're looking at, let's say, tech wages, which you and I both know, not everybody over there is in the tech game. What what is that threshold for the the average middle income family, you know, two parents, two-and-a-half kids, just just trying to make it compared to that $100,000-a-year tech giant. Where does the housing market kind of level out on that? I'm just uh, bringing it up because I just see increases in homelessness both in the Bay Area, I mean you've seen Oakland, and here. So I'm just wondering how, how that balances out.
2: Yeah, I think it's actually very tough. For um, those don't, that don't make the wages that can sustain a lot of the housing costs here, um, so you know either the solution is to move, and you sometimes you can't move, right? Sometimes you can't um, leave the job that you have to move, uproot. Um, people have been increasingly moving sort of outwards from the city. Even Oakland became, you know, Oakland was at one point um, relatively affordable, and then mm-hmm. a lot of people couldn't afford San Francisco, so they went to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of that pattern continues where people get more and more spread out, um, you know, elongate their commutes and um, try to find a way to stay in a place. Um, but it can be very tough. Um, so I think, you know, there there have been places where we, ha- you know, people have highlighted affordable pockets in the Bay Area as places you can live. But, you know, that at some point, you know, the commute costs are very high for you, you know, in terms of time or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, I, I do think that there is a point where people can't afford anymore. I mean, there's some people who have been able to keep um, in a, you know, in, in an apartment or something like that. But it is true. A lot of people have have had to move out. And unfortunately, that's the patterns that we're starting to see. And that's why we're starting to see um, home prices start to moderate. I think there is a leveling off that happens where things are are no longer sustainable um, and we're starting to see things kind of moderate across the really expensive coastal markets. And when we look at coastal markets and we see where the hot markets are, we tend to point to ones that are like inland now, right? We're Mm -hmm. we're starting to see places um, that pop up on our sort of markets to watch lists that are inland in California, say, you know, Fresno or something like that um, other than rather than, say, the Bay Area or L.A., um, um, the Colorado Springs instead of the Denver. So it is, um, you know, we people have started to move and look at other places that are relatively affordable away from these sort of unsustainably high um, home price growth areas.
1: Oh, wow, that's a, a great point. Let's, let's go ahead and take a, a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about that some more. Uh, just one moment.
0: You're a successful sales pro. You're making good money. So what's missing? Do you need something bigger than commissions? Salem Media Group in Denver is seeking an integrated marketing consultant who shares our sense of mission and wants to grow with a great company. We need an experienced, uncompromising self-starter who understands selling, marketing, and ad strategies for digital and broadcast. Join our team and fuel that fire in your belly as you work with existing clients and develop new business in the Denver Metro. Go to salemmedia.com slash careers
1: for more. And we're speaking with Cheryl Young. She is a senior economist with Trulia, and we're speaking about the hot housing trends of 2019. Cheryl, do you have any words of wisdom for, for people looking at the housing market and considering whether to step a big toe in or, or even individuals who own a couple of homes who are maybe considering retiring and liquidating?
2: I think, you know, this is a really interesting housing market right now that we're seeing, a turning point in the housing market. I think, you know, be prepared. If whatever transaction you're going to make, buying or selling, you know, be informed, engage your local real estate agent, and be patient um, and realistic about what to expect this coming year.
1: All righty. Thank you so much for joining us, Ms. Young. We appreciate your time. All
2: right. Thank you.
0: Well, there's people and more people. And what do they know, no, no? no. Go to work in some high rise and vacation down at the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, yeah. And there's winners and there's losers. But that ain't no big deal. Cause a simple man, baby, pays the you mm.
1: For our show this week, Richard Robertson is the show producer. My name is Maria Oliver, and this is Life in Colorado.
0: If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.